Stephen Grotes on SAFM. Five minutes to seven. Good morning. It's now emerged the eight VIP security officers who were protecting the deputy president, Paul Machatile, when they pulled away from, from his convoy and then attacked and beat up four motorists on the side of the N1 in Joburg earlier this year are back at work. The eight were suspended for 60 days. They face criminal charges of assault after the way they beat those people up was caught on video. Ian Cameron is from Action Society. And in fact, if I remember correctly, it was he who first came across the video and then published it on X. Ian, good morning. Good morning, Stephen. What are these officers doing? Why have their suspensions been uplifted? So um, there's a procedure or the disciplinary procedure in, in SAPS allows for them to return to work uh, if the suspension period has lapsed, the 60-day suspension period. Now, if they still had to do further disciplinary investigation, they could then motivate for an additional 30 days. Um, this is namely SAPS management uh, or whoever's running the disciplinary process. Unfortunately, they didn't do that. They didn't complete the process. And now these guys are back at work. Now, um, they, they're not operational, they're not working outside, but they are doing office work. And obviously, to me, it's the same thing, you know, it's, it's just not right. So just to be clear, someone could have kept them on suspension or, try, or applied to keep them on suspension if they wanted to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No doubt. Um, in fact, the, the, just the fact that they're still under investigation, under criminal investigation, uh, gives them enough motivation to do so. So there's more than enough that, or more than enough remedies that the South African Police Service Management could do to uh, uh, to keep them suspended. I mean, they face very serious criminal charges. They are people who weren't wearing a uniform but are police officers, so under the Police Act, I presume, who were assaulting someone, and this was caught on camera. And now they're back at work. Yeah, and, and I think it's it's important to mention that they, uh, I mean, you've said it already, but they, they work for the deputy president. You know, there must be a certain higher standard that any specialized unit is held to. And you'd expect that such a unit would have impeccable behavior. And unfortunately, I mean, this is just one of the cases that was actually caught on camera. Um, there are many others, especially in, in poorer communities. It seems that it's it's more um, more regular that community members get assaulted by police members uh, like this. And uh, and unfortunately, it doesn't get the publicity then or it's not caught on camera. Uh, so no, it's it's worrying. Um, this must also send a signal to the rest of the police service, you know, that management isn't, I mean, on the face of it, management isn't going to, you know, strongly prosecute you or anything like that. You can face criminal charges in a court. We've all seen the video, um, as difficult as it is. Um, and yet you can still be back at work and that's fine. Yeah, it, it sets a, a very dangerous precedent because it shows that if you're either politically connected or you're just in a unit where uh, discipline is it's, is not strict, um, then then you can get away with this. I think what what stands out to me is the kind of very complacent way in which the senior management of SAPS have have responded to this. It's almost as though you know they have this this standard answer of yeah, it's part of procedure, but. You know, it, it just cannot be accepted like that. From our side, I mean, we're going to push to to have them sacked still. Um, something we haven't shared publicly, I only found out last night, so I can tell you now, is that one of the, the officers doing the disciplinary investigation started calling witnesses last night to come and uh, testify today in a disciplinary hearing regarding this matter. So, you know, that's worrying in its on its own, but it seems that there's definite pressure from somewhere to get the matter resolved. I think the National Commissioner had a red face 
on on Saturday, he was very embarrassed when the media asked him, you know, what's the employment status of these members? And he didn't know. And it then came out that they're back at work. So just to be clear, uh, people who who are supposed to testify today were told last night. I mean, most of them won't be able to come. No, exactly. And, and you can imagine how intimidating it is, especially if you consider the amount of times people, you know, we saw some kind of a, a interference, whether it was from military police uh, or even IPID that made it difficult at some stages for the victims. So calling them the night before and saying you need to come and testify is ridiculous. I mean, even a court of law gives you at least 14 days notice um, and uh, and then you can come and testify. And a matter like this is, uh, is, is I guess, you know, it, it's got a, a certain degree of, of risk and therefore you can't just <laughs> call them the night before. It's ridiculous. Actually, Ian Cameron from Action Society, thank you very much indeed. Do appreciate that. All right, so that story moving on, it seems quite quickly in many different directions, your view on that.